Okay, here we go. Checking connection. And we're live. Good afternoon, everyone. Hopefully you're doing well this beautiful Tuesday. It's a great Tuesday because it's gloomy. Yeah, we've had so much madness with heat here in Southern California that having a day that's a little gloomy is a blessing. So I hope you guys are doing well this wonderful Tuesday. Um, hello, good seeing you indeed, Oye Parse. Thank you so much for joining this Tuesday. What's up, Jay Horst? 013, hopefully things are well with you. Brazil's in the house, courtesy of Pedrin Hosantos. Good afternoon, Sleeper versus Flash. How are you today? 808 E30, greetings. Oh, you're too kind, SCX, saying my favorite tune. I appreciate that. Hello, Joseph Cannon. Thank you so much. Casper, and good seeing you. What's up? Is that a drag CX in the back, back in the day? Says M3 Mega. Yes, it is. This is an old school vehicle. We just converted to E85. So my very good friend, Joey Dalton. And he has, I mean, this thing is a blast in the past. He has an old school, forgive the noise in the background, my guys are working. He has this old school um, T67 Garrett Turbo on an AM um, EMS Series 2. Just really, really, really nice stuff. Hello, Tony Civic from Norway. Casper, E46M, you're too kind. Appreciate the kind words. Um, hello, Daniel Sosa. Thank you so much for joining. Barbara Tapper from overseas. Thank you for joining this afternoon. It's my older brother, says CRZ. Good seeing you indeed. Atlanta, all the way from Atlanta, from the ATL. Hello, ENJ, Wolfprint. Appreciate you joining this afternoon. Wow, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Is that how you say Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan? Oh my God, I'm messing up here. Hello, Clint from Canada. Good seeing you. Roger. Any episode of Jelena in the future? Yes, so I was just talking. Back there, you can see some people moving around. My, my good friend from Air Ride Equipment is here. And Jeleno is going to be driving that fairly soon. So that being said, yep, more episodes to come. Jay loves our stuff so much that he'll drive anything. He said that if I put a bicycle, he'll drive it. So yeah, soon more to come. Is that a Beast Motor shirt? Yes, it is. It's like the K3V. It's like a prototype shirt, right? I hope you like it. Maybe I can put it on the website. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Is the CRX right hand drive? No, it's a USDM left hand drive. Um, hello, how do I feel about the N54B58? I've never built one myself. I've seen clients have a lot of success with them, especially with flash tunes. So I have no problem with them. I just haven't had any intimate experience building those myself. Hello, White Jeffrey. Thank you so much for joining indeed. Thank you for your response, says M3 Meech. She said you're so genuine, can't wait to provoke you to build my E36 M3. If you brought your E36 M3 here, I may, I may electrify it. <laughs> and you'll have, you, you join me in my madness for crazy torque power and uh, an eco-friendly driving experience. Um, you didn't have to walk that way, sir. You didn't have to walk that way. But good seeing you nonetheless. Take care of yourself. I'll send you an email today. Yes, sir. We'll connect. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Great guy from West Coast Customs. His name is Lorenzo. Just fantastic individual. So we had a nice chat this morning. And he's heading out. Uh, don't forget to thank them. Um, hello, V917. Thank you so much for buying a badge for me. I appreciate you indeed. Sask H1. Thank you so much, Rensport Life, for the proper pronunciation. I am misbehaving. My African tongue doesn't do a good job in speaking that. But thank you so much. Appreciate that. My friend Andrew was just at your shop. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to hear that. 
And I was asking about the old BC back in the day CRX. Oh, that I don't have. So my very good friend, um, believe it or not, his name is Eric Serrato. He bought that vehicle. He bought that vehicle from me and promised to put it on the, on the, you know, on the track very quickly. And this was maybe eight years ago. <laughs> but he put a B-series in it, turbocharged, and it's going to be out there soon. So I think he's just about ready to tune it. So it's coming out. All I have left is my insight. And I'm going to flip this camera around and show it to you guys. Um, yeah, there is. Oh, and that's the inside. But guys, I'm going to show you guys something right now. That's what's taking off. So you can borrow a vehicle. So give me a quick second, guys. Hang tight. Look at that beautiful CRX until I come back. All right. Okay, I'm back, guys. Hopefully, I didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> Hunter for life. Look at you, CRX Kyler. You're doing it, aren't you? Um, Red Bull gives you wings. Yes. To OG36. You are a good photographer, believe it or not. You're really good. I like your style. Very happy for what you're doing, says White Jeffrey. Thank you so much for the kind words. Oh, my God, I'm in love. Ah, classic Piero. Yeah, is a Fiero here, and yeah, we're doing some stuff to it indeed, you know? That inside, yep. You know, it's so crazy, CRZ. So I saw this post that, I don't know if it's 1320 or someone who posted that, I don't remember who it was, but they're saying that the world's fastest insight, what did they say that insight ran? That was, it's like the world's fastest insight. I think they said it was, it ran like on nitrous and a V6. I think it ran like 970. I'm like, wait a minute, we ran 920s over 13, 14 years ago. That's kind of crazy. Anyway, let's see here. Man said, okay, how's everyone's day? Hundred alive, yep, all that, great. Dayton Air Car Talk, reporting in. Can I borrow the electric Porsche for a while? Sure, you can burn it, burn it permanently if you like, for the right amount. <laughs> anyway, K20 boys, that was too fast. M Mark one or walk two. Hey, um, Alex, is he gone? Maybe he's gone. I'll ask him is it Mark one or Mark two. I don't know, could be a Mark two. Alex, is that a Mark one or Mark two that you have? Mark two. Mark two, I kind of figured. See, Mark two, I was kind of right. A little bit, a little bit. So yeah, Jamal too. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> milk and cigarettes. If I wanted to get milk and cigarettes, I wouldn't be coming back, would I? That's the most popular. Is that what they say? Milk and cigarettes never came back. Anyway, uh, 
Honda all day, every day. Wow, you guys are really big Honda heads. That's good. Is the Ponefiro a V8? No, no, no. We're doing something a little bit more exciting than that, than a V8 swap. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun indeed. My pleasure indeed, OG36 Chambers. Love the IMA system from Honda. My CRZ is manual trans, so that's good. I have a CRZ right there as well. Yeah, the ZF1 is pretty cool. And the LEA1 engine has a lot of potential. You just have to address some of the shortcomings. And what I love to do on the LEA1 engines, which is very similar to his cousin, the L15A, is upgrade the rods. The rods are very skinny from factory. Very efficient, lightweight, but also very skinny. Um, two, you want to sleeve the block. So by sleeving the block, you have an opportunity to reinforce that sleeve that is just an aluminum enclosure with an impregnated thin amount of, of Dr. Iron steel into it. Um, and you just get rid of that entirely and put a proper buttressed or supported sleeve and you're good to go. Then the valve train. The factory valve train is adequate for decent RPM activity, but once you add boost to that or any extended high RPM activity, you have to update that as well. The factory cams are okay, but leave a lot to be desired. So you can actually have a high performance camshaft to upgrade some of that stuff as well. And then of course the pistons. The pistons are absolutely fantastic to upgrade. The caspers are okay, but definitely you want to go with something forged. So it's not a problem whatsoever, you know? What is your favorite K-series cam? I like the stuff that Webb makes, by all means. But I've also seen some people have some success here with some of the drug cartel stuff recently. Versatile 17, how's it going? Things are going well. Right, Jeffrey says I gave him hope in life. Well, thank you so much for the kind words. That's actually quite, quite honorable of you. Cindy714 says, yay, looking forward to know the glow. Yes, Cindy. By the way, Cindy714, someone I owe my life to. She's just an amazing soul and someone who helped bring me on board into pharma sales. So there's a very big event coming up this coming Thursday, and it's uh, Know the Glow in Beverly Hills. It's a, uh, a Jimmy Choo event. And if you guys look up Know the Glow, there may be an opportunity for you guys to still attend if you're in the greater LA area. It's for a good cause, and by all means, the proceeds go to a very well-known charity that can help thousands and thousands of people. So thank you so much, Cindy. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days. BZ, do you have B-series parts laying around the shop? I do this boy, Julio. I have some pistons and rods. What else do I have from B-series may I have laying around? Uh, valve springs. Do I have any valves left over? I may also have a couple clutch kits. Send me a DM, even though I get hundreds a day. Send me a DM and I can see if I can help you with that indeed, you know? J32 and a VW Beetle, that would be a tight fit. The one of the things about Beatles, even though I find those cars very appealing, is there's a challenge that I've seen with getting any kind of heat exchanger mechanism in the car where you can get good airflow. So whether it's an intercooler or even a radiator, being able to find a place to place a heat exchanger is a challenge because those bugs are pretty compact and don't have many apertures, many any openings for proper heat exchange. So it's a bit of a challenge, you know? Mugen cigarettes, you're funny, CRZ Kyla. You're so funny indeed. Why do I feel you're going to flat six swap the Fiero? That'd be pretty cool. The packaging lends itself very well to that. But no, I'm doing something a little bit different. Details on the Row EV. I thought it was stalled. Nope, we were talking about it today, Covote brother, who's my fellow brethren in the whole engineering world. No, that is coming. It's not stalled at all. Just I had to take care of my client stuff first before I can get involved. That's the only challenge, you know? Can you turn on a 13BA race car? I don't know what you mean by 13BA. Please give me some more clarity on that, please, if you don't mind. Do you like Suzuki? It's so weird. I was just talking to my daughter about Suzuki this weekend. 
This Saturday, I was really talking about Suzuki as a car and motorcycle company. And yes, I do. From the motorcycles to generators to even all the way down to the automobiles, yeah, I do like Suzuki stuff. Do you have, do you have one? Let me know. Do you also work with automotive engineers? I do. Um, from Here's the crazy thing. The OEMs love grabbing my interns. So every time I have interns here, um, whether it's from you know, high schools or universities, it seems that once they graduate, Mobis, Hyundai, Karma, um, uh, what's the other car company? Singer, they all just grab my people. It's pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, I do work with mechanical automotive engineers quite a bit. JPLK says, I know you were need for a speed game. Would you be in a game again if they would ask? Of course, yeah, I had a good time. Not only did I develop relationships that have lasted me a lifetime, you know, working with EA, the Need for Speed franchise, franchise is just a very prestigious thing to be part of. So in the one that I participated in, there were individuals like Ken Block, Magnus Walker, myself, and I got to know these guys very well, which is really cool. And um, yeah, I look forward to that. And then my car ended up getting that game too, which is cool. So in the event I get to work with them again, I would really enjoy it and welcome it significantly. Big BMX 1967, hello, welcome indeed. Hopefully you are doing well. Would you try using methanol as a fuel? Primeth J100, not only have I, would I try, I have. I love methanol as a fuel for three major reasons. One, it's pretty cost effective. Two, when you burn the same amount of air, let's say you burn one unit of air with ethanol, methanol, and gasoline, the methanol creates a lot more heat. What does that mean? It allows you the opportunity to make a lot more power. And third, the fact that it has a very low latent heat of vaporization. What does that mean? It evaporates at a very low temperature, hence when put into a, a, an atomized state through an injector, it gives you a great opportunity of cooling down your intake charge, allowing for a more denser mixture and creating even more power than you see with other fuels. So I love it. But what are some of the drawbacks of methanol? Well, when burned, it does kind of smell pretty bad. And the components of combustion of methanol are known carcinogens. So you have to be careful inhaling that over extended periods of time. And what I mean by carcinogen can be cancer-causing. Two, it is a very hard fuel to maintain. It does tend to devulcanize rubber, so it removes sulfur from the rubber and makes it a little hard and brittle and can really contaminate you know, your fuel system very easily by just disintegrating it. So, and even with, with aluminum, you can attack it and allow, render an opportunity where you can easily tarnish or oxidate aluminum. So if you're leaving your fuel system, it can be quite detrimental. So you have to flush it each time. So it's a fuel that requires a lot of maintenance. Those are some of the things that, you know, that kind of you know, make methanol not so great. And last but not least, how it burns. If you have a methanol fire, you don't see it. Guys, I mean it. You don't see the fuel. As a matter of fact, you don't see the flames. It's like a clear, almost blue. You just see something melting. You can't see it. So that kind of makes it difficult for you to identify or even emergency services to identify. So, you know, there are pros and cons, but methanol is a fuel. I like it a lot. 987 came in S. Got one right there. Being worked on as we speak. Raise awareness about childhood cancer is what the event that's coming up on this coming Thursday is. Thank you so much, Cindy, for that. I appreciate that indeed. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Um, thoughts on converting an L15B GDI to port injection for detuned road race car. Yes, possible. And I've done it. So the GK5 fit is direct injection. 
And what I've seen is a limitation in how much power I can generate from that particular fuel system. I ended up building for American Honda, I think as far back as 2014, um, a GK5 fit that made 400 horsepower. Large turbo, drive-by-wire, I put on AM Infinity, full track car. And, but for me to be able to do that properly, I had to plug the entire fuel injection system. And what I mean by that, guys, literally, I got the fuel rail and plugged it and then did a custom Go-Nigo manifold and put in my own port injectors facing or shooting right into the combustion chamber of Idiot into the intake port. So yes, if you look at BC Motor Fit, you may see some videos and pictures from American Honda where I did that and did it successfully. And the, luckily for us, the crank pattern is a 60 minus two wheel, so it's something that most engine management solutions can handle. It just requires a little bit of wiring. Ryan from Rywire helped me significantly with that build and we were successful with it. So it was driver wire, we had a turbocharged system, uh, we had the business to run flex fuel, we just upgraded the fuel pump and made four nose It was great, guys, absolutely fantastic. So yeah, it's something that can be done and for high performance should be done. Let's see, Honda, power dreams, that is our slogan. I dream of a faster CRZ. What CRZ, if you want a faster one, I got one for sale right there. The CRZ, I bit for American Honda, is right here, make an offer and you can have it. D-series cams, yeah, we have those in stock. And if we don't, we can make them for you quite quickly, you know? This boy Julio, Beast, I'm gonna send you another DM. Please look at it. I will look at it indeed, brother. Thank you so much. Vita just creeping you, haha, says Yui Parse. You're so funny, sir, you're so funny. Have you ever done a 2JZ on a BMW 535 before? No, I have not, but not opposed to that challenge, not opposed at all. I miss you as well, Triton Evans 99. Thank you so much for joining. Real red for you, hello, neighbor. How are you? Hopefully you're doing well. Look forward to hanging out with you soon. Fox Design, brother, one of the most talented people that I know. Fox Design, do you make anything for Teslas yet? Because if you do, I want to work, work with you on a Model 3. Take a look at those and see if you can bring something up. It's a fantastic market. By the way, by the way guys, Fox Design, etc. talented individual, helped me significantly with everything from my wagon to projects I've done with Hot Wheels. Just an amazing soul and someone who just oozes creativity. Great guy. So Fox Design, let's chat. If you want to do something for Model 3s, I have a platform for you. Anyway, I love to meet you and pick your brain on the builds you've done. And I love sharing. That's why this platform is here. I'm here to share everything I know and to be that person I needed when I was younger. Let's see here. I saw BC ride a wheelie on a unicycle once. That's funny. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Yes, sir, says Big BMX 1967. Good afternoon. Heading back to work. I will check my DMs, this boy, Julio. How's it going, Ryan Shamlers? Good seeing you as always. May Biro 119 says, I have my friend Suzuki Swift Mark II. Nice. 340 horsepower. Very nice. And a 930 kg. This is sleeper. So I believe it. That's a lightweight ch chassis. And the Suzuki Swift. I love vehicles that look like corner boxes, but pack a punch. It's like the perfect sleepers. Is E85 good? Yes, it is in many ways. So E85, as name implies, has 85% by volume of ethanol and 15% of gasoline. And the reason why the gasoline is there is to prevent people from drinking it. <laughs> because 100 E100 is pretty much what you see in, let's say, alcoholic beverages. So the gasoline is added, um, I guess, to prevent some kind of alcohol tax, and also so people can consume it. But compared to regular gasoline, it's a one fantastic fuel. 
It has a higher octane rating, so you can boost and go high compression with a qualm. Based upon how much energy it generates for every unit of air consumed, it allows for more heat and hence more power. And I mentioned earlier about methanol having a lower heat of, of vaporization, so does E85. And what does that mean? When you spray in intake, it cools out your intake charge. When you run E85, you may find your cooling system doesn't have to work as hard. It may be harder to warm up. As you touch your intake plenum, it's cold. You put methanol, it really gets cold, but it's a fantastic fuel. So yes, in terms of octane rating for boost and natural aspiration, in terms of being a fuel that can create a denser intake charge, and also, ah, in terms of combustion, it's actually cleaner for the environment. It's a nicer fuel. The elements of combustion are a lot more cleaner. You don't really have those concentrations of compounds of, 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 of sulfur and, and oxides of nitrogen that you may see with regular gasoline. So it's a cleaner fuel. I love, I love it. Is corn a great yield product for E85? No, I like sugarcane for it. That's why I think Brazil is way ahead of us. But you know what? I'd rather have some than none. So yeah, it's a good fuel, net-net, you know? Two of my 18 Pacifica modules had subpar sales. That is not good. That is not good, Corvold. I don't like that at all. I may start looking at VDA modules because, you know, as much as I like the Pacifica ones, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on soon, you know? I'm from Italy, Motor Valley. Would you be open to give the opportunity to research and engineer on one of your projects for a master's degree thesis, for example, says Matt. Matt Tagle, send me a DM. Let, let's take this offline, no problem. I am open to a lot. Guess who I'm playing about speed kills? Interesting, GWT4. What does it take to work at a big small shop, says Dave Handsome 19 First, first and foremost, great team spirit. Because we have a really fun team here and we like to keep that going. So we're the kind of people who like to play hard, and work hard at the same time. Also creativity. If you're the kind of person who likes monotony or someone who doesn't think out of the box, this is not the place for you. Every day is different, we try different things, and we like to really push the envelope here. Above and beyond that, you have to have a very good work ethic. No place for slackers here, that is not our thing at all. So with those things in mind and a skill set that can complement what we have here, yes, you can be part of our team. What I'm looking for right now is someone can help with some shop stuff and also someone can capture some content so if you have those skill sets, send me a DM and maybe you can join our team. Virginia's in the house, courtesy of Senor Pisa, 79. Thank you so much for joining, brother. Thank you so much. How did you get the experience level that you have in the engines field? Well, first, Matt Taglia, to start off, being an engineering student, I did a lot of racing myself. And I was actually in this golden age of racing in sport compact uh, a car in the sport compact industry where there weren't parts available. You didn't have a BC motor to call or a Skunk 2 or any of that to just get parts. You had to kind of figure things out yourself. So it was a lot of try and error. And above and beyond that, being able to interact with those old school guys who were like V8 heads, they taught me a lot. I mean, Bob Godfrey from Carcraft, um, Nick Arias from Arias Pistons, uh, Ed Iskandarian from Iski Cam, racing cam shafts. Um, all the guys from, you know, just, just some of the old school guys who used to read, reading books from David Vizard and Smokey Eunuch. Those are influences I had that allowed me to do that. But above and beyond that, I had the opportunity to have a wonderful mentor in the name of John Concialdi, who's the founder of AEM. And he's a fellow engineer, and at the time as a student, took me under his, you know, care and taught me a lot. And above and beyond that, gave me the, the, the how should I say, the courage to take things apart myself and figure them out and improve on them. So it's a lot of hands-on experience. When people blew my engine, tuned my own cars, I decided to tune it myself. 
When I didn't have success with Sonos building my engine, I had to learn. I think Darren from R&D Dino kind of showed me how to use equipment properly. And I started building my own engines. And before you know it, fast forward today, I built my own engines in climate controlled clean rooms. Um, reliability is extremely important to me. And it's just getting my hands dead, get hands-on experience is what allowed me to do that. And not being afraid of failure. At the time I started playing with cars, and I talk about this a lot, 80% of my experiments failed, 20% succeeded. That's almost ex kind of flipped now. I'm almost probably 90, 90, 10, 90% success just based on my experience. And when I have a blown engine or a failed component, I don't get upset and throw up my hands in despair. I learn from that and I push forward. And I actually laugh at and enjoy many opportunities for failure so I can be better next time. The only way to progress is to embrace failure. That way, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in a marriage or working or racing or, or your hobby, Embrace that failure because it makes you a better person and you can do better next time. It makes you a lot more successful in any particular thing you're focusing on at the time. Let's see here. One question for you says the one WRX. How long have you gone with an oil change interval with 85 or Piro? I heard usually hard to tell with 85, but what have you safely run interval-wise? Um, it depends on my amount of driving. It could be anywhere from three to 5,000 miles. So if it's a car that I don't push hard, 5,000 miles, no problem whatsoever. With some fuel, for oils that are not very miscible, with ethanol you can tell because you pull it out, it's like nice and milky, disgusting, right? But Pure is really compatible with ethanol and methanol-based fuels. So that being said, you don't tend to see that contamination. It seems to be quite resilient to it. But if I'm driving hard and pushing my car often, and I have ring gaps that are not very complementary, 3,000 miles, I change it. Otherwise, I push the 5,000 and have no challenge whatsoever. Hope that helps. My name is Abrar, and I love you so much. Says we love fantasy, bit comes like we. Thank you for the kind words, appreciate that. Love you as well. Hello, Reagan L, thank you for joining us this afternoon. What state are you in? Says Miss Me Joy One. I am in the lovely golden state of California. That's where we are. And my facility here is in Ontario. Pros and cons of port versus direct injection. What are your personal preferences, says Dave Hansen19. Great question, Dave. Okay. For those of you who may not know what Dave is talking about, port injection is what you typically see in the arena of high performance. It's where you have your regular injectors you can buy online. They typically exist in a relatively low pressure system, you know, 38, maybe 60 PSI. It's what you use in your fuel pressure systems. It's where you have the injectors in an intake manifold and you see it shooting right into your intake port. Every car behind me, the CRX, that right there, forget about the EV, the Cayman, you name it, all these cars have typically, port, you know, regular port injection. Low pressure port injector, 12 volt system, constant 12 volts to one pin, a pulsing ground to open up the injector pintle, and fuel sprays into it at the volume and timing that's ideal by your engine management solution and your physical constraints of your injector. Port injection is different from direct injection. Direct injection, as the name implies, is where you have a direct injector into the combustion chamber. That could be in the combustion chamber itself on the top of the piston cylinder sleeve. And you can imagine the kind of pressures that could exist inside an internal combustion engine. So hence, you see pressures to overcome that pressure of 1,200, 1,300 PSI, even higher. Now, what are the advantages of going in such a complex system? Well, emissions and also fuel ratios. 
Now, as a rule of thumb, not an absolute, but as a rule of thumb, most people have stoichiometry as the perfect idling mixture for direct port injection, 14.6 to 1 air fuel ratio. And when you're natural aspirated, you can get away anywhere from 12A to 13.6. When you're boosted, you can go in the mid-12s, but as rich as maybe high 10s or low 11s in terms of air fuel ratio. Now, direct injection, because of how it's stratified and injected into the composite chamber, is quite different. The way the plume forms, how fine the atomized mist is, you can get away with much leaner mixtures. You can get up to 17 to 1 air fuel ratios at idle, and in boost, you can run as lean as 13, 14 to 1, right? So what does that mean? Better fuel economy for the same, if not better, amount of power. So it does a great job in allowing us to have a leaner mixture, allows us to have turner emissions, consume less fuel, it's fantastic. But here's some of the challenges in high performance. When you want to get more power, most OEMs, the people who build the cars, tend to limit the fuel system to almost what they see as the peak level of what the engine is ever going to experience. And that's typically not performance-wise. So you can have a 300 horsepower Type R Civic with direct injection, and you may be able to, with some major mods, eke out another 400 horsepower. You have 400 horsepower, 450. But that's it. You're not going to build 1,000 horsepower with a factory fuel system. While with a port injection, you can change your fuel rails, change your pumps, change your injectors, and leave everything as is within reason and get close to four digits. So that being said, direct injection seems to have limitations for the fueling systems, particularly the injectors and the fuel pump. And by the way, the fuel pump that allows you to get such high pressures is a mechanical fuel pump that's also controlled by the factory ECU. And when you start playing with that, you can start having a lot of problems. So port injection is a lot more simpler and easier and much more cost-effective to modify. So Dave Hansen, that's a great question, but hopefully that gives you some insights on the differences of port injection versus direct, especially, especially with high performance in mind. All right, great question indeed, appreciate that so much. Hello, David Lopez, good afternoon, much love, BC, thanks. I'll find one and see what I'm able to do, says Fox Design, sounds good, brother. Uh, are you familiar with the brand PRL? I do know PRL, I know the founder himself, Patrick. Think about getting their new drop-in turbo from our RDX, try them out, they really, they do a good job. I've used, you know my wagon? I run PRL intercoolers on that. Their components are pretty nice, you know? Uh, let's see here. Oh, my good friend. Hello, Nobu Katoja. How are you, brother? So, Nobu is actually at the helm of a wonderful company. Carbone, this company out in Poland, great individuals. I mean, what can I say about them? You think about the door cards in my vehicles. I mean, let me just, let me show you something here, guys. Just a little, little show and tell here. Okay, so this is my blue 935. You see these door cards? That's from him. Just absolutely gorgeous. The other one is over there. has a little holder for my cell phone and also a charger as well. But these guys, Carbone, they're out of control. Just amazing artistic individual. And he drove recently my K3V just, just this past week. And he has a video up on his site where he shows that. And by all means, had a good time. And just a very talented individual, someone who I consider a very good friend, and someone who's made my projects extremely good and even better. So thanks so much for joining my Tech Tuesday, brother. And if you go home, please travel back safely. He was in the country, or is in the country, for the Luft event that happened this past weekend, you know? Sean says, Sean Elmont says, I absolutely love your positivity, man. You know your S and enjoy listening to 
<laughs> I know your stuff, I'll say that. Enjoy listening to your answer, how you answer questions. Appreciate the entertainment. Thanks for, thanks man, well done. Thank you for the kind words, I appreciate that. Um, I'm just giving back. I, I've achieved so much in this country. And I came with two suitcases and a dream and had the best education. I've made the, met the best people. I have two gorgeous children. Um, have just great support around me. Um, just have just nothing but love around me. And despite the challenges and qualms, I just try my best. I really do. And the best I can do is stay positive, stay generous, and give back. And when things happen to me that are not so positive, just take it in stride and have the belief that everything happens for a reason. So thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Trust me, the best is, where, is, is you know, the best is yet to come. Kovo says, uh, supposedly EVW has a better source, uh, basically brand new, but for, well, I, I, from a very interesting source, I heard they got it from the same source you're talking about. But anyway, yeah, but nonetheless, I'm so sorry. You, you should be able to do something about that. Let's talk off, off, offline, brother, you know? The Porsche 914, did you already build it, or is, this, is it a plan? Did I miss it? Oh, it's right there. No, no, no plan yet. It's just, it's just chilling here for now. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing with that, by all means, you know? What would you use in AEM spray for a street application, high street horsepower, 85, or water meth mix, and why? Well, that's in fever. I couldn't do that in California because water methanol is not legal for us to drive on the street. Um, 85 conversion a lot of for us to drive on the street, at least here in California. So to answer your question, if it was off-road and something that I drive quite often off-road, um, I would, depending on the setup, I would run E85. However, there's some applications where it's not allowed, and water methanol is a very straightforward, great way to be able to augment a lackluster system with regular 91 or regular gasoline. That technology comes from World War II airplanes when there was a very poor amount of fuel available to allow people to have a lot of fun. Not actually say fun, but to dogfight and do things with the aircraft. So it's a great way of using a low-octane fuel and having the protection that you could have from a high-octane fuel. And that's where you know, water methanol came in. Now, AEM has a water methanol system where you can inject different sized nozzles into a system and it can mimic a high-octane fuel. You can get away with higher boost, more ignition timing, make more, more, more power reliably. And what I like about the AEM system, it has a fail-safe also that can send a ground system, a ground pulse out, ground signal out, if you run out of water meth or if something's wrong with your controller. And that's a god lifesaver. And when I set up race cars that have water methanol, I send a ground system to ignition cut or a boost cut or a third rev limit to let you know that something's awry. And then I also pull a bunch of time and add fuel. So when you're driving, a car feels really weird on the track, you know, oh, something's wrong. Oh, my water tank is empty. Or, oh, something's wrong with my controller. So I like the fail safes that AM built into those. So it depends on what you want to do. If you don't have access to high, high, you know, high flow injectors or access to E85, not everyone gets access to that. Water methanol is great. 50-50 mix of deionized water and, and uh, medical or better yet lab-grade methanol, you're good to go. And you can mimic that without qualm. And it's extremely reliable. I had one of my Porsches, my Arrow Porsche, run on that with two nozzles for years, and I made 800 horsepower. No problem whatsoever. It was great, you know? Cool, that's awesome to hear. Glad to hear from the man himself. Thank you, BC says that one. Rex, thank you indeed. Well, guys, I must fly. I have a lot to do, but I really appreciate each and every one of you coming to this Tech Tuesday. I'm going to keep this definitely embedded in my, my Instagram feed forever. 
So you can definitely reference it. But next week, same time, we'll be here. In the meantime, take, take care, stay safe, and see you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.